The Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry has a new president. Subrakant Panda joins us now at a time when there are uh, so many questions on the Indian economy. Uh, there is a lot of optimism about where India is headed. But as always, there are some headwinds as well, which we need to be aware of. Congratulations, Mr. Panda. Uh, it is a very important uh, uh, responsibility. And I'm sure, uh, you know, going forward, you'd have lots of suggestions. But this interview comes at a time when... COVID is back. It appears uh, there is a big concern in India as well. It's certainly an, a factor in, in China. It is a factor in Japan as well. Uh, can you foresee the potential economic impact if this variant of COVID becomes a problem in India? Uh, first of all, Vishnu, uh, thank you for your kind words. Um, so, you know, in as much as the news flow out of China coming in the last uh, couple of days, I would say about... Uh, uh, a rise in, in a number of cases and uh, and deaths and, and whatnot. Um, I would not like to speculate at this point in time um, because, uh, you know, that is a country where news flow is somewhat managed and controlled. So, you know, what's what's coming out of there? To what extent is it exaggerated? To what extent is it underreported? Uh, you know, I think in the next few days we will have more details. But uh, the government of India is absolutely spot on in being vigilant and, and immediately raising their awareness levels. Um, and from that point of view, um, you know, I would say that, uh, that, you know, there is no need to panic for the simple reason that if you look at it from the Indian population, uh, close to 100% is, is vaccinated with uh, two doses, a significant number with, uh, with a third precautionary dose. Um, and uh, from that point of view, uh, I would say that uh, we are well prepared. But, uh, you know, more for the Chinese people uh, as well as the world at large. I really hope that this is something which uh, which doesn't spiral out of control because there is, first of all, of course, the, the impact on industry in terms of disruptions to supply chains, which the world can hardly afford. But, you know, the human cost of it is what we what we need to keep in mind. And it is in this context that I would really like to commend, you know, how India has uh, has handled uh, COVID because we had lockdowns when we knew very little about what the virus was all about. Um, then we, we did the, you know, the world's largest vaccination drive and did it very smoothly and efficiently. And then we had a calibrated reopening of the economy. And, you know, I headed the, uh, the, the COVID task force of FICI at that point in time. And many of the suggestions we made, uh, including a, a, a matrix for, uh, for a graded reopening, was adopted in large parts by the government. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, as compared to that, I mean, you know, in China, uh, you have had a, a zero COVID policy continuing for a lot longer than anyone thought uh, it was necessary, uh, leading to social unrest. And now you have all of a sudden have had, uh, uh, you know, the restrictions lifted. Um, but I would, uh, I reiterate that uh, I would not like to speculate at this point in time. Let's wait and watch uh, how things pan out. Uh, there is definitely no need to panic. But uh, it's, it's important to be vigilant, which is what the government is doing, uh, especially in terms of, uh, you know, genome sequencing of positive cases so that um, if at all there is a, you know, there is a new mutation out there, then sure. we are, you know, we get a heads up uh, as early on as possible. So too early to look at potential economic outcomes uh, of, of what is happening in China with regard to India. Uh, that's right. I mean, Look, I mean, if, if um, I think Indian industry is well prepared um, uh, because cyclical sectors are, are, you know, have deleveraged their balance sheets uh, significantly. Uh, if you look at uh, from the banking perspective, banks have raised funds and are in a position to to to, uh, you know, meet uh, credit uh, requirement. 
I mean, certainly if there are, uh, you know, China-specific sectors like pharma or, or others, if there is disruption, that will be felt. But uh, it, it's too early at this point in time to speculate what that, uh, what that could be. Right. And I would, I would urge that, uh, you know, I mean, if you're eligible for a booster dose and haven't taken it, do so. Uh, you know, follow, use some common sense regarding, uh, you know, uh, hand wash and, and whatever it is. But let's not panic. Now, India's GDP growth rate slowed in the last quarter, primarily driven by the manufacturing sector. In fact, the sector's gross value added uh, contracted by about 4.3% year on year. Uh, what do you think needs to be done to boost manufacturing? Because it's a sector that has been struggling after losses during the pandemic. Well, Vishnu, first of all, you know, the manufacturing sector is very, very important for, uh, for India. Because if you look at it at the moment, uh, you know, agri uh, accounts for about 16 to 17 percent of GDP, but uh, 45 percent of jobs. And that's clearly not a situation which is tenable. And while we have a robust uh, services sector, which will, you know, which will uh, uh, account for a lot of jobs, but manufacturing certainly has to come into play. And manufacturing itself has, has also been stuck in the 15 to 17 percent range for, uh, for a long time. And that is where I believe this government has a, has a laser sharp focus on, on attracting uh, investments and, and global supply chains to India and, and uh, looking to take manufacturing up to 25% of GDP, which is very important. So, you know, issues like, I mean, or I should say policies like the, the PLI schemes and uh, equally reforms mm -hmm. uh, measures uh, uh, to, to uh, uh, enhance the, the ease of doing business and reduce the cost of doing business have uh, all had an impact. Sure. But we also have to keep in mind that while India is the rare bright spot Going ahead, global growth is slowing down. The IMF has has forecast uh, nearly halving of global growth from uh, six percent in in 2022 to 3.2 percent in in 2023, and and below three percent at 2.7 percent in 2024. Mm -hmm. So we have to be prepared for some short-term turbulence uh, without losing sight of the fact that over the medium to long term, the India growth story is intact and it presents a tremendous opportunity that uh, we must all work towards, uh, uh, towards achieving. Mr. Panda, inflation has been above the RBI 6% threshold this entire year. Uh, do you think that rising inflation is uh, bringing down demand? Is that something that, uh, that is a cause of concern? Look, I mean, inflation is a global phenomenon. Uh, and uh, I, I go back to the, to, the, to the pandemic period where both the timing and the quantum of stimulus measures uh, provided by, by India was spot on because, uh, you know, what you have seen uh, uh, elsewhere is that wherever there was an excess of, uh, of stimulus measures, uh, inflation has been elevated and stubborn to, to deal with. Now, India, too, had an inflation fight on its hand, but that was largely to do with, inflate, uh, with, uh, with imported inflation thanks to commodity prices, uh, oil in particular. But with, with commodity prices cooling off um, uh, and, and you know, fiscal and monetary policy working, uh, working in consonance, you have seen uh, uh, inflation cool off and finally come within the RBI's uh, tolerance band uh, uh, with the last reported uh, number being 5.88%. Mm -hmm. But as the governor has said, it's too early to declare victory. Uh, I think the worst is behind us, but uh, you know we have to to uh, to remain uh, to remain alert to uh, uh, to uh, to, to uh, uh, you know factors which uh, which can uh, cause inflation to spike simply because of what's happening in the rest of the world. But having said that, I think that the time has now come to to go back to prioritizing growth 
uh, as I said, uh, one eye on the short term for turbulence, one eye on the long term for, for uh, India's uh, humongous potential, equally one eye on, on inflation and one eye on, on supporting growth, uh, which, is, uh, which is absolutely essential. You know, if you're talking about growth, then in the present context, not just uh, around the world, but in India as well, um, there are clear economic costs uh, associated with inaction as far as dealing with the climate is concerned. In fact, this is a big focus for India in the G20 year. Uh, going forward. It's a huge focus at the World Economic Forum this year, next month. Um, so as you as an economist and as a leader of FIKI uh, look at growth, um, you know, beyond just the statistics, is it possible to perhaps look or give us an idea of the impact of not acting on climate change or climate-related factors? Well, I don't think there is any doubt that we have to, to you know, keep... Uh, keep sustainability front and center. Uh, in fact, I mean, uh, if you look at uh, what the world needs, it's mm -hmm. actually, you know, three axes, which is one, you have to, you know, you have to prioritize growth. That's important. But you cannot do it at the cost of the environment. So sustainability is, uh, is, uh, is very uh, important uh, as well. And finally, you have to look at being, uh, you know, competitive to, to survive, uh, uh, comp uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in this world. And therefore, I mean, all three, growth, which has to be sustainable and competitive, uh, uh, is all relevant. Now, you know, India has been, uh, uh, you know, has been uh, um, uh, ahead of the pack in terms of the commitments that we have made uh, at COP26. And we are, I think we are uh, probably the only country which has achieved what we have committed. Yes. And, uh, you know, with renewable energy uh, picking up uh, significantly, that is, uh, that is, uh, that is first of all. Uh, but, um, I mean, going ahead, uh, you know, there is going to be a transition, uh, towards uh, cleaner energy. And, uh, I think Indian industry has to, to, uh, both, uh, adapt as, and, and, you know, adopt this wholeheartedly. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not just renewable energy, but you have to look at, uh, you know, specific sectors like, uh, steel, uh, fertilizers, etc., which are, uh, you know, which need to then move towards newer uh, technologies like uh, green hydrogen or, uh, I mean, sure. hydrogen or green ammonia, etc. But, uh, you know, I, I, I obviously agree with you wholeheartedly that uh, growth cannot be at the cost of the environment. Uh, both, are, both are critical. Um, if you look at uh, some recent analysis, and I'm quoting a Deloitte report, India will require at least 8 trillion US dollars of cumulative gross capital formation to grow into what we are targeting, a $5 trillion economy. Are we genuinely on track to be able to do that? Look, I think, you know, uh, there is a lot which has been done in terms of, uh, of investing significantly to create renewable energy capacity. Uh, I mean, India's nationally determined contributions, uh, you know, calls for uh, a huge increase in, in uh, renewable energy uh, capacity by 2030. So uh, a lot is happening in that regard. But, um, you know, we have to also keep in mind that, uh, that uh, I mean, developing uh, developed economies rather have, um, you know, have done their own share of, uh, of, uh, of polluting, but are now looking at, uh, at uh, funding their green energy transition by taxing, uh, you know, developing economies. And that is certainly, uh, you know, not, uh, not fair. And I think both the government and, uh, and, uh, and industry have to come together and advocate. This is something that uh, the Honorable Finance Minister, uh, you know, highlighted in, in our uh, annual convention, which was held last week. Uh, and, I, and I fully agree on this front. And not to mention that, uh, you know, developed economies have also not lived up to their uh, word in terms of, uh, uh, of the funding commitments to, to, uh, to developing, uh, developing economies to, to deal with, uh, 
with uh, the, uh, the renewable energy transition. So these are all important uh, issues, uh, you know, but as regards the, the, the number that you cited, I mean, I have seen that as well. Uh, I think a lot has been done, but we, we again obviously need to focus on it. And, and you know, these are, these are large numbers, but I believe that uh, uh, it is something that, uh, that, I mean, India is living up to it, its end of the bargain. Uh, I mean, others need to as well. A final question, um, you know, ease of doing business is such, a, you know, it's, it's almost a cliche. We've been hearing it for decades now, ease of doing business. But it is very much a, a central theme for this government. Again, quoting from the same De- Deloitte report, um, which says that there is a need for India to improve an existing negative perception. They've done a survey which finds that more than 50% of business leaders believe that doing business in India is a challenge. So beyond the steps that have been taken, is ease of doing business in India actually essential uh, in terms of attracting the opportunities for us and for the world in our country? Look, I mean, I think uh, ease of doing business is not a cliche. It's, it's something which will facilitate uh, investment and, and, and in turn uh, growth and, and jobs. Mm-hmm. But uh, this government has focused uh, a lot on, on improving the ease of doing business. Uh, right through the pandemic, there was a huge focus on, on uh, you know, taking inputs from uh, chambers like ourselves. And we have, we have, uh, we have interacted at, uh, with, uh, at various levels. And there's been a lot of work done in terms of repealing, uh, you know, uh, outdated rules and regulations and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the national single window uh, system, which has been, uh, which is uh, now in play, is, is something which is significant because it, it uh, uh, this is something which works very well at the state level. But uh, uh, it was it was something that we felt was uh, was needed to be done at the national level. That was, again, a Fiki suggestion that uh, that the government has acted upon. But, uh, I mean, going ahead, uh, there are other measures which can be taken, and I believe the government is cognizant of that. For example, we could look uh, uh, largely at self-certification. Right. Now, this is something that happened willy-nilly during the, the COVID pandemic period where, uh, you know, inspections couldn't take place and companies were given the liberty to, uh, to, to self-certify, for example, boiler uh, uh, inspections. Uh, there is no reason why we cannot continue with that approach. Uh, of course, uh, keeping, you know, uh, keeping in mind that there should be a very, very heavy uh, uh, penalty for anybody who tries to game the system. Right. But uh, ease of doing business is something which I believe is a priority of this government. And they have done very well uh, in, in, in terms of enacting, uh, you know, bringing about certain changes. What needs to happen is I think there is clarity at the, at the, at the highest levels. But, um, you know, when it trickles down to the, to the ground level, that is where some of the difficulties that you, that you cited are, are faced by, uh, by industries. Uh, and I believe that's, that is something that will change with the passage of time. It is changing and will, you know, but uh, I mean, that's perhaps what uh, that report uh, was referring to. Let's just focus on one more sector, which when we talk about India and our global story is looked at so closely, it's the tech sector. Now, India has been a, a wonderful story of successful uni- unicorns. It's been a, a, a story of so many unicorns having established themselves as equally. And here is the problem. We've seen a lot of these unicorns or many unicorns of late not succeed. Uh, in the tech sector itself, which may or may not include unicorns, we are looking at so many layoffs which have taken place of late. Now, this does follow uh, a global trend. We've seen what's happening in many other countries. So is the India unicorn bubble uh, has that bubble disappeared, number one? And number two, how concerned are, are you about tech sector layoffs? Look, I mean, I think uh, tech-led innovation is, is here to say, uh, is here to stay. And uh, I think, uh, you know, 
there are many many brilliant entrepreneurs out there uh, you know who have come up with ideas which are disruptive which have uh, changed how we look at uh, at day to day lives or 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 how we conduct business the you know fintech sector in particular is a humongous uh, success story with uh, upi etc but uh, i mean you know the 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 period of uh, uh, very low interest rates and and a lot of money swishing around is what led to uh, perhaps uh, you know a little uh, a, a lot of exuberance some of it uh, irrational and uh, mm-hmm. and when you now have a situation of rising interest rates and uh, you know somewhat of a squeeze on funding that's where you are you're seeing some of these challenges but um, you know just as the irrational exuberance was uncalled for uh, i think i don't think we should uh, you know um, uh, start singing the the swan song as far as the tech sector is concerned as i said tech led disruption is here to stay right. and uh, there are many brilliant entrepreneurs out there and and uh, and uh, i i mean the tide will turn i wouldn't worry but um, you know when you talk about uh, about unicorns and 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 a an evaluation bubble uh, i think what is important for everyone out there to focus on is creating value my belief is create value and valuations will follow all right uh, mr panda uh, thank you very much for speaking to us taking a look at where we are headed in terms of the economy important days ahead uh, but i think the big takeaway for me is don't panic as far as the economy and covid and its resurgence is concerned but we do need to be alert uh, let's hope we are thanks very much for being with us thanks very much indeed